0: What's up, everybody? This is Mason with the Next Guy Up podcast. I got Tinsley and my boy Zach. We are ready, fired up for a weekend preview. We have some college basketball. We have some NBA basketball. We have NFL playoffs. We got a lot going on. We even have some head... Coach, breaking news to start off with, and we're just super pumped and excited to just kick this episode off. How are you guys feeling today?
1: I have never been more ready to talk about all things ball, basketball, football, maybe some soccer ball. Wiffle ball. Wiffle ball. Tennis ball.
2: I will say that Tins has a really weird energy right now where he's kind of preying upon the Titans' woes currently. He's made a couple comments already. That's like, wow! Titans fans are down bad right now. You guys are so. I think he's yep. he's got a little bit of excitement. I don't know.
1: He's got a gleam in his eye. Hmm. Listen, we'll get we'll get to the coaching hire, but there were two guys I wanted jaw the hire, Dan uh, Dan Quinn, and Brian mm, Callahan. Think... And thank goodness mm. you got one of them.
0: <laughs> okay, so. I've had a lot of scrutiny, a lot of people reaching out to me. Hey, why don't you like back up the Titans? And I've been down, but I'm ready to, you know, collide, clash with Tinsley. I'm ready to back up the Titans a little bit. It's been, I'm I'm back and forth just like everybody. We all have weaknesses, okay? But I'm ready to, I got some stats about our new hire. I'm ready to go. And I'm, yes, he's, he's kind of like, Checked with some people. Uh, he's like, hey, how are we feeling? And no one's like said anything, but I'm going to speak for the group. It's going to be fine. We have a young, he's 38, I believe. Mm-hmm. You see this all the time, McVay. We're going younger. I'm glad we're not going with like Pete Carroll. I'm going to be honest, or Bill Belichick. Why? Because you're going to have like two years of a head coach and he's going to retire or three or four. Got somebody young in there. The Bengals offense has been good. I have some stats. I'll throw them out. I'm ready.
1: Go ahead, but I have some questions about uh, that offense.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, I want to start out with Jake Browning. Did anybody know who this guy was? He held down the fort, and our head coach now has worked with Peyton Manning in the past. He's worked with as the Raiders and uh, there was Derek Carr, elite. Yeah, yeah, so elite. Listen, Um, Bengals, Mm -hmm. 26.1 points per game, 7th in the NFL, 360 uh, yards per game, 8th in the NFL, 265 passing yards, 5th in the NFL. That is the rankings of the offense when he was the head coach for the five seasons with the Bengals.
1: Mm, You mean offensive coordinator?
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. Offensive coordinator.
1: But let me ask you he's a question. Running the
0: offense, yeah, go ahead.
1: Does he call plays for the Bengals offense? Okay, he was. He well, has a lot. Has he ever called plays for the 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 Bengals offense? But
0: I I don't know who's gonna call the plays for the Titans that, either. We don't know that yet.
1: He is first time in his career he's gonna call plays. Okay, and made a team. The here? whole team. We don't know all that yet. You just he told me a minute said, ago
0: that the new GM and he he's said gonna he's gonna be...
1: calling plays.
0: Okay, well we'll just wait and find out. This is not like a, there's. I'm sure there's plenty of head coaches that have called plays right off the bat that have done well. That's how you get to become what you like, good at what you do.
1: Zach, help me out. Um, you you also mentioned the success of Jake Browning. Um. Bill Callahan's not the quarterback coach. He also doesn't call the plays. Um, he he had a hand in helping make the game plans. So that's fun, I guess. He was Derek Carr's QB coach at, at the Raiders. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because Derek Carr is the definition of mediocre at best.
0: Okay, let me yeah, go over he his... Did,
1: he did work with Peyton Manning, but so did Adam Gase... Um, and a whole bunch of other guys who got jobs from that who didn't exactly work out. Okay, real quick, let me go over his resume, please. I'd love to hear it.
0: Okay, 2013 to 15, offensive assistant for the Broncos when Paint Manning was there. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, quarterback offensive coach. assistant. What's that mean, Zach? Help me out.
2: <laughs> Cut Mason's mic. We're we're cooked. Listen. <laughs> This is not worth arguing over, basic, because we're not but also
0: this. homeboy over here is trying to get his whole coaching staff and GM and not everything fired.
2: Listen,
1: I just the just the office coordinator.
2: A, you can be a fan and a supporter of a program and still say, Wow, this was really stupid, and that's what I'm doing here. There in no in no world is firing Vrabel and hiring this guy an upgrade of any it's, it's such a huge downgrade. No, that. Yep. <laughs> Do you actually believe this? No, I, no, I, no I know. No,
0: hold on. No, I. Zach, Zach I was Taylor... a huge Vrabel Like I was a huge Vrabel fan. I was like, literally, like, what are we doing when we fired him? I agree. But here's the thing: if I would have said exactly what you would have said, then everybody would have roasted me. So I'm just over here trying to be the strong Titans fan that I'm supposed to be.
1: Listen, is be- is Zach Taylor considered a great? nfl head coach or did joe burrow come along and save him from being fired does anyone consider zach taylor a great coach is that the tree you want to be plucking from is that the fruits that you want is a zach taylor coaching tree to be honest i don't even know if we
0: could have found anybody better than what we
2: already had well that's exactly true i think yes yes that, i think that's okay the point
0: yeah, exactly. I'm just trying. I'm literally trying to give a background resume and trying to like say what. Oh, trying you're to have trying, some to hype I'm oh, trying to optimism. I'm trying to no. I'm just trying to have a little bit of optimism here. Well,
2: mention. I, I just think mentioning someone like Peyton Manning, who is already a veteran in the league, famously kind of coached himself in a lot of ways. That all of his own stuff, like was, you know, he was he was in the lab all the time. Anyways, it's, it's just like okay, great. You coached this quarterback who probably didn't need very much coaching. Anyways. In in my mind, I don't know. I I will always be a Titans fan, but this is one of those decisions that's just. I mean, I went through this with the Vols for a long time of like, holy cow, why are we hiring this person? What this decision is not going to lead to success, and I hope this guy ends up being successful, and I hope he ends up being a great coach, but not 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 a whole lot of hope at this point for. I don't know. The people at the top have not proved to me that they can make very competent decisions, and so uh, it's been it's been a rough rough ride for the last couple of weeks for sure.
1: Right, because now Amy has gone and proved Titans fans' worst fears right that that Vrabel Vrabel wanted to stay, and he was going to work with the GM, but he wanted someone in between an EVP, uh, a, a vice president of football operations, and now. The GM has been promoted to that. He has been handed the keys to the kingdom, which is what Vrabel said he didn't want, was a, was a GM who had full roster control, meaning that your new GM could say, hey, I don't like this player, he's cut. Normally head coaches have some say in that. So it's just, it looks like he got the job, Bill Callahan, because he's just willing to work with whatever the GM says, which is not always a great recipe for success. And I think that's why you couldn't get a coach like a Brian Johnson or a Bobby Slovic or Adam Bilicek. whatever his name is from the Dolphins or Bilichek because coaches don't like to be micromanaged in the way that it's probably about to happen.
2: You feel like okay. they were almost they were searching for someone who would almost be like a, a yes man to the top of the organization and do what they want. And then Vrabel definitely wasn't that. Right. He was not um, that. And so you hire someone like that, and I think you're—I don't know—you're at the mercy of the people at the top. And so far, most of the decisions they made have not been very good in my in my mind. So that's that.
1: The the best thing that could happen from this hire, if this happens, then this makes it uh, okay. Hires if he can get his dad to leave the Browns to come be the offensive line coach for him, because his dad is considered the nfl's best offensive line coach ever he worked for the patriots for a long time um he is just regarded as like one of the best developers of offensive linemen so you could go and get him to come on down then that would probably help this hire out a little bit
0: okay so final statement from your boy mason who has had the longest tenured with the Titans since Jeff Fisher? We yeah. had a good thing. Yeah, that's right. We right. had a good thing going. It was Mike Vrabel. Do you want to hear the coaches before? Nobody wants to hear it. Titans fans know. We had Mike Munchak, huh. Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Malarkey, hey, Mike Vrabel. Wow, we shared we got Mike three Malarkey mics. with you. <laughs> yeah. Mike Vrabel. And now this guy, which I agree with Zach, once he said it in the whole yes man type of like, you go with he, like Mike Vrabel wasn't that. We had a good thing going. We let him go. And now he's probably going to coach and make another team successful. And it's going to make me sick. I was just trying to give a little bit of background on this guy and have some minor hope of some hope and optimism. Sue me. But I hope the people that have been giving me grief about not backing up the Titans stand up with me and back me up a little bit or at least just be like you know what pat on the back you did you did your due diligence so that's all I'm asking for
2: well speaking of hope and optimism we have some uh, some more exciting news from around the, the world of football today and this is breaking breaking like the last 10 minutes uh, Jim Harbaugh leaving college football to go take his talents to the NFL uh, at the Chargers. Uh, pretty exciting stuff for us uh, college football fans. Uh, Just getting rid of Harbaugh. I mean, you know, you get rid of Harbaugh and Saban and Belichick, really, in the same
1: offseason. It's successful. Well, in some, yeah. Belichick's Belichick not rid of him. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's going to go somewhere.
1: For sure. He's really Palpatine.
2: <laughs> he's he's going to keep coming he's, back. He's all-knowing, all-seeing. Uh, and so this becomes... This is kind of hilarious because what happens whenever some of these teams sell their souls to the devil is they end up getting bitten at some point. The same thing happened with uh, like USC when they took Lane Kiffin. Uh, The same thing is is happening to Michigan right now. Uh, They knew that Harbaugh was kind of a bad guy. They supported him to the end, and, and here they're reaping what they have sown. Uh, he has abandoned them <laughs> so far into the off season that they are just cooked almost like yeah. they they. I mean, even worse than Bama. M- multiple weeks after Alabama lost Saban, and all of them complained about the transfer portal. Now they Harbaugh's gone, and so if you thought it was hard for Alabama to pick up people in the transfer portal, now they at least have all the Michigan players transferring that they could pick up potentially. Like. Uh, and I, maybe a bunch of those players will just switch between the schools. You wonder if that's going to happen some. Some of the people who, who left for the portal, if they're going to land at Michigan and then the opposite, landing at Bama. I think that's a potential. Um, but I, Bama now has to find a head coach from somewhere. Michigan. I hope, it's, I hope it's that crying coach from the sideline of the games. I hope so, too. The Penn State game. <laughs>
1: He'll still be crying about Jim Harbaugh. He's like, he built a culture here and I'm just carrying the ball. I hope that's who gets it. That would be so funny. That would be um, the best. <laughs> we don't
2: know very much about what's happening. Or f- I, Like I said, this literally just dropped here whenever we are recording this. But, talk about changing the landscape of college football. Uh, you lose Saban and Harbaugh two of to the top four or five coaches in the league, and all of a sudden things start shaking up a good bit. So, uh, pretty exciting time. You guys have any thoughts on the Harbaugh of it all?
1: Uh, I just, you know, I'm happy to see him leave Michigan because I am i don't like their fans, and now that they've won a national championship, they're going to be probably pretty obnoxious. And I can't think of a better team for so much overrated coach to go to than the dumb, overrated Chargers with Justin mm. Herbert, Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl winning Chargers, Chargers. Uh, who blows a twenty seven point lead and a half. I don't know this. The Chargers do that too. Um, so that's that's my thing. I'm glad that's where he's going. Can't wait.
0: I have my crystal ball here. I'm seeing into the future and they're going to get suspended or taken a draft pick away because someone that is at once a cheater or twice a cheater or three times a cheater because homeboy has got caught with three different things. He's just he needs a one up to be successful. Okay? He's going to find something, maybe not deflating footballs or or anything like that, but he'll find some type of way to to break a rule and the NFL is going to they're going to put this down because in NCAA They don't have any backbone. They're going to let him get away with this and then they get a championship. Where NFL, no, we're going to take away your picks, suspend you, fine you. And I could see it happening because why not? He did it all last season and got away with it. Just like, just we've literally talked about it before. Three or four coaches, I need to get a list of them. I'll do this. I know Pete Carroll's one of them. When you end up getting smacked around by the NCAA and you want to weigh out, you go to the NFL. I would love to know how much he's getting paid right now, but Ten's already told me, good luck trying to find that out.
1: Yeah, NFL coaches' Eight. salaries do not have to be shared because the owners pay them. It doesn't come out of, like, a team budget or nope. like cap room or anything like that. So you never know what they're getting paid. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I'm very excited. That's where he's going. Sorry, I just saw a tweet. That apparently, Bill Belichick has lost favor as the Falcons' choice of head coach. Ooh. So, just well, let me let me just on. say
2: this. I I hope Michigan fans enjoy their their uh, championship this season. Best case scenario, at this point, now. I mean, even even if they have a huge splashy hire, they steal from another team. Best case scenario is they have they're they're going to have to take a couple years to rebuild. I mean, no one has a coaching turnover and is and is good the next year. I don't know if it's ever happened. It has not happened. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know enough to someone someone would could bring something out on me probably, but it's very rare for a first year head coach to win. Um anything significant. I think you almost always have a pretty decent sized um, period where you have to build a program back up, especially after I'm assuming they're going to have a huge chance for portal situation happening. Now, if they steal a head coach from another school at this point, a big splashy program, which I don't even know who they would go after. We're so early that I don't even, there's no names being thrown around yet. Uh, But Worst-case scenario is now that Harbaugh's gone, all of the uh, infractions fall upon the university at some point. We uncover some more stuff happening, and they have to forfeit their championship, which would just be hilarious. So, I mean, it would take some pretty serious infractions for that to happen, probably. But you could see some penalties falling on Michigan, I would say. So, Uh. I hope it was a fun run for you guys, for you Wolverine fans out there. Uh, I think you're coming on some hard times in the future. Here soon. Welcome.
1: We can only hope. That's what happens. Were
0: you saying first year head coach like ever, or just first year head coach with the team,
2: like with with a new new team, like someone coming? Urban Meyer,
0: Ohio State, 2012. Gross. Buckeyes finished 12 and 0. Everything else before that is, like, in the 70s. But That's uh, good research. Gus with Auburn, 2013, 12 and 2.
1: Mm.
2: Everything mm.
0: else, yeah, we're, like, wow. old,
2: like, old, so. There you go. All right. It is tough to win with a new program, for sure. So excited to see what happens there. I think that'll be fun to follow.
1: Should be the last... Big opening, unless Michigan can somehow poach someone from a big job, and then, then the cycle, I guess, would continue. But, but I don't. I mean, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, they I won't do it. Do too many
0: transferring it. out. You wouldn't want to leave something that you already got, like good going with with another team upgrade,
2: to, Um. Possibly. Okay. So to finish up college football, maybe for the the like I said the season. I've got a little trivia. I said I didn't have a trivia. I've got one. Um, I saw this tweet. This is from 2016 to 2023. It says and this is from Nielsen who does the ratings for TV. It says 50% of all football viewership <clears throat> came from games involving only 18 total teams. So you can the top 50% of all views came from 18 teams total. Which is pretty crazy. So the top the top teams are pulling a huge majority of the views. Um, the bottom fifty percent of FBS teams only pulled ten percent of views. So if you are not one of those top elite teams, good luck getting viewership. Uh, I thought it'd be fun for us to um, to to try and name off some of these top eighteen teams. Uh, any guesses on number one? Uh, I would say number one a significant margin, Alabama. It is Alabama. Alabama. Uh, it's from 2016 to 2023, so obviously that's like the sweet spot. Uh, they're number one by like a a wide wide margin. Uh, um, any idea on the rest of the top couple? Georgia, Georgia is third. Oregon, Oregon is 18th. But they are on the top Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State number two. Yeah, Ohio State number two. Again, by a pretty good margin. Michigan. Michigan's four. Georgia and Michigan are right there. I mean, some of it's. The teams that were really good over the whole period are at the top, right? There.
1: Yeah. Is, is
2: UT in there? They are. Yep. Number 16, which again oh, is saying something because we were kind of garbage until 2022, 20, <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it always shocks me that t- – but Tennessee, like the the bowl games that came out that the Tennessee-Iowa numbers were the highest rated non-New uh, Year's Six Bowl. Um.
1: Nico effect,
2: could be some some of it for sure. Yeah, but some other teams on the list are Clemson, Notre um, Dame,
1: Trevor's years,
2: Oklahoma, LSU, uh, Penn State, Texas, Auburn, uh, Florida, Wisconsin, Washington, Florida State, Tennessee, USC, and Oregon. So if you run in some numbers down there, that is uh, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven SEC teams. Well, next year, because Oklahoma and Texas both joined SEC. Uh, Out of the 18, and then you've got a bunch of them are Big Ten as well. Really, almost all of them are either SEC or Big Ten, except for Notre Dame, who are cowards. You
0: love them. Minus 800 (laughs) ticket, by the way, you cashed. That was the best speaker of the
2: of the uh, last season got it
0: no any of those surprising maybe florida state because like they came on like have they been relevant before this have i just ignored them kind of the blinders on. yeah florida know, just
2: some huge like penn state has really not been great in that's in that span yeah um 2016 i guess auburn was good maybe not auburn's not even really been that good since in that span either some are, so some of those were surprising to me. Notre Dame has not been good in that segment. But Notre Dame does get viewers, let me tell you. Uh, so just an interesting stats to think about. That 50% of all views came from those 18 teams.
0: Who's going to be in that next year? Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they bring in the viewership. I'll tell you that much. We'll
2: see if they continue bringing in viewership next year. That's I, it. I know, Michigan poaches Michigan I, I, I,
0: takes him to uh, Michigan. Heard, That's it, here breaking news. heard it here first. You heard it here first.
2: Michigan would never hire him.
0: You're probably right, but let just think of the viewership. He's just not insane. proven.
2: I feel like Michigan's gonna have to go for someone who they feel like can bring in some at this and point. At this point he's in available. the season, you have to pick someone who can bring in recruits like now. Yeah, like you need transfer people coming over, or else you're cooked next year. Deion Sanders, transfer you know, maybe guy, you're right? Mason, All right, you heard it. it here first, everybody. Throw a bag at him. Michigan primetime. Let's 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 do
1: it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking news. Nothing screams primetime like Michigan football. The in <laughs> Blue, baby. <laughs> I would love Dave to see Dave will lose his mind.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I said, I was thinking
0: the same thing. I would He'd also like that. to know his reaction right now. He probably has a emergency like that. Conference.
1: Yeah. Dion oh, used to work nice. for Barstool. They're buds. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. He I used know. to do their pro football show. Oh, that's he was ter- He was terrible. He would, like, not even know half the people on the rosters because he didn't watch.
0: <laughs> mm. so. All right. NBA time?
1: Yeah. Let's dabble in a little NBA here. Um, we. We're a little bit off the rails here. Me and Mason were getting into it about Bill Callahan before the pod started, and we just we yeah. had to keep keep that energy. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I hope he's okay. He forgives me for trashing on his head coach. Just you know, um, playful rivalry here, Jags Titans. I'm not supposed to like his team. It's you true, see how yeah. much longer he'll be a Titans fan though. The way that things are going. All right, let's move along here. NBA. All right. <laughs> So, January 22nd is the anniversary of Kobe Bryant scoring 81 points. Well, I guess a lot of players in the league decided to honor that by going off the other night. We had uh, Joel Embiid go for 70 against, I actually don't know who he was playing, Um, but I know that um, Carl Anthony Towns went for 62. His coach ripped him a new one in the press conference afterwards because... Uh, They were trying to get him to score more points to catch Kobe, but also pass and bead for the night. And they almost I think they almost lost the game. I know that he got pulled with two minutes left and they were losing um, because their coach was really mad. He's like, "Uh, we're not playing real basketball right now. We're just trying to play recess basketball. Um, So Um, those, those were two crazy stats right there.
0: Yeah, Timberwolves did lose the game. Oh, wow, they did and then uh the 76ers
1: 62
0: i know right so yeah they lost to the hornets by 3 points and then the uh they were playing the spurs the 76ers were so that's right yep they were talking about not continuing to run up his stat line but because they were still it was still a close game and and B had like a press conference as well where he was like just don't feed me on purpose like make smart plays like if it yeah. if it opens up to where i'm open or whatever like give me the ball but let's not just force it just to like once he got close to like in that range but yeah it's pretty uh pretty crazy stuff i never so i became an nba fan a little bit after that so i never got to watch that live but the highlights of like kobe bryant it's just like a cool little like Day, I, I, people kind of treat it like a holiday. To be honest, like, yeah, it really always do. gets brought up every single year. But some NBA players definitely went off. We also have some head coach change, like changes in the NBA this early in the season.
1: Yeah, so um Adrian Griffin was brought. So the Bucks win it all two years ago. Um, had an okay, decent year last year. Early playoff exit. They fired the head coach that they had won it all with. Um, and bring in Adrian Griffin. Um, they're currently second in the East and are, thir- are thirty and thirteen. Um, and they fire the coach. Now, apparently, he had lost the locker room. He didn't get along with uh, Giannis, and so they made a coaching change to Doc Rivers, who had been uh, been on staff in like an advisory role. I know he has he he calls games for ESPN, but he's yeah. been. He's been like an advisor for Adrian uh, Griffin. Well, he advised him so well that he lost him his job and now he's took his job. Uh one of the more the NBA is so weird with how coaching decisions are. I mean, it's yeah. like this guy didn't even get a full season. Not even a half season. They're they're not even at the all-star break and he gets fired. Um kinda weird, but when you're paying a player like Giannis fifty million dollars a year and a coach five million you're going to value that single player more, I guess. Um, and the ownership decided to go with what Giannis wanted. And so now they bring in Doc Rivers, which I don't know if that's really an upgrade. He's kind of been just mediocre at best with the Sixers. But I don't know how much an NBA coach really matters. because I, don't, I, yeah, I don't, They're just playing basketball. I know there's yeah. plays and styles of play and stuff, but I feel like in the NBA, it's just really like a lot of just – Draw it up as you go. Zach was kind of talking about the yes man for our
0: Titans head coach. You have to be for NBA. I almost feel like if you just get along with the players and you don't butt heads and you're just like a yes man, like that's it's the probably the most insecure, like it's such a, a, a wish wash job. Like I feel like people, Frank Vogel for the Lakers, he won a championship during COVID year. I might add, some people are like, well, it didn't count. But he won, and he's not even with the Lakers anymore. And it's just it's kind of crazy. Like, if you think about it, an NFL head coach would have won a Super Bowl in 2020. They would still be there no matter what, in my opinion. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like your resume doesn't matter in the past. It's more like just get along with the players and be successful. Not even be successful because 30-13 and in and second in their conference is not a bad, like, that's not a bad resume, and he lost his job. So, we'll see what happens with Doc Rivers. Was we'll um, they were the winning favorites to win the the East. So we'll see what happens.
1: Well, but that's that all I have be, for that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's some good NBA talk. Um, your boys know all about basketball, college, and NBA. We'll touch on some more NBA stuff as um, trade deadline approaches. So there'll be some movement. Um, there's always uh, trade NBA trade deadline in NBA is always very fun, um, so and, and then as the pe- season gets winding down, we'll cover some playoff stuff too.
0: And for people new to the pod, like we want, we've been very football heavy, but we want to like just let you all know we're going to try to cover as much different sports. I want to do some research on like even baseball a little bit when it does get slow in sports. So we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna cover a lot of sports. And so that if you don't listen to whatever we talk about, just stay tuned because I'm hopefully we'll hit your favorite sport or favorite team. So
1: yeah, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go to a baseball game this year. I'm trying to go to some let's, hockey games.
0: Let's get the squad like you know I'm live streaming at out a to game. ATL. Yeah, let's do it. So Zach, you in?
2: <clears throat> I'm in. Zach loves um, baseball. Clear, There's clear any the minor sport, league. Uh, ba- the minor league baseball team up in. That's up in like uh, the Sevierville area is moving to like uh, the old city in Knoxville. So they're building like a minor league baseball stadium. Minor league baseball is fun. It's a it's a different vibe. Yeah, but it's super chill and it's it's fun environment for sure.
0: That's it. Put it on the schedule. We also have
2: a minor league hockey team up in Knoxville that is very fun to watch. The Ice Bears, Electric Ice Bears. What a name. We need that in the NHL. Ice Bears. <laughs> was, those games are
1: electric. An electric factory, some would say. All right. Um, let's college basketball. Zach, we want to do some college basketball?
2: Yeah, let's do it. It's uh, right. it's heating up. Uh, we had, I will say that my, uh, my road team uh, narrative continues as we had two top six teams drop again on the road. Uh, one happened last night uh, at who they were playing at? Kentucky,
1: uh, South Carolina.
2: At South Carolina, who is kind of a sleeper right now. And as you see, um, they lost big. And Kansas also lost on the road last week. Uh, and so they've dropped to number seven in the AP ranking. Uh, Kentucky was six when they lost, and so we continue to see this trend of top teams losing on the road, and how important those road games are going to become. I think when it's all said and done, the battle for the top, top like one, two, three seeds are going to come down to really. I think those teams are going to almost have won almost all of their home games and are just going to be lo- losing their away games, and so. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're seeing that continue. I, th- I don't see that going away anytime soon. I do think we're seeing. That the SEC is a little bit more competitive. Um, A lot of people have started seeing this trend with the tiers of like Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn are all looking very good at the top. But then there's this really competitive next tier of the Alabamas and the Mississippi States and these middle of the road teams that can beat you on any given. Texas A&M has been yeah, Texas been A&M. Yeah. Arkansas, uh, when you're playing at Arkansas, is always a tough environment, and so uh, I think Vanderbilt is still pretty bad at basketball. <laughs> uh, if anyone's curious out there, uh, but it's I mean, I Georgia. Georgia, they very five. competitive. Yeah, they're yeah. right there in the middle of the pack too. There's a lot of those teams that, um. Depending on where they're playing, can can be really competitive on any given night. So, SEC basketball has been very fun to watch, um, mm-hmm. and I think that whoever the battle for the SEC the SEC uh, title by the end of the season is really going to come down to a couple games. You know, Tennessee, Kentucky play each other, uh, home and away, or like a home and home situation. Uh, Auburn has to come into Thompson Bowling Arena this season, uh, and so we've got a couple of huge games coming down the stretch. Tennessee plays at Alabama at the very end of the season, and so it's going to come down to it. Like I said, South Carolina, they they only have three losses on the season. They're a pretty frisky team as well, so uh, it's it's been a fun season. I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to pan out, and around the rest of the league, uh, we still have the top couple teams are the same, uh, but we do like I said, we continue to see some some teams at the fall at the top fall. So it's been exciting. Tim, did you have any takeaways from this week in college basketball?
1: Yeah, we actually we had a, a, a top ten team too. I know you're talking about the top six teams losing on the yeah, road, yeah. but Memphis, number ten, oh, okay. lost yeah, yeah. an away game to Tulane, who's not very mm-hmm. good at basketball. So right. uh, I just like if you're a gambler and you're listening to this podcast, um, look for those look for those lines. The top 10 teams on the road um it's it's just such a it's it's just a pressure cooker especially if it's a school that has like a rowdy student section um it's worth a little sprinkle on the underdogs because they're normally pretty plus money when you're talking about a top 10 top six team on the road against an unranked team um but i have a take we're going to do a very fast future there friday the, S- the sec is winning the Mar- the college basketball national championship somebody in wow. the sec i don't know who could be auburn could be kentucky could be tennessee alabama one of us. someone from the sec is winning it hmm. book it what to take book it
2: put it in the books i'll say alabama's got a team that could get really hot uh their their shooters uh can get very hot and if they do it all at the same time they they have a potential to go on a pretty big run i think in march um auburn i've not seen auburn play a lot but they um from what i've heard they are super um competitive and i think that you're right i think that the the sec is pretty uh it's pretty loaded and it might they only have three teams in the top twenty-five, but I think there's potential for the for us for the SEC to send like seven, eight, nine teams to the tournament potentially. So, yep, could get excited. Well, there's not even
0: an SEC team in the top four for the best odds
1: according oh, to DraftKings. What, what a mistake DraftKings just made! I'm about to take <laughs> I'm about to take everybody.
0: Well, I can't find conference winner like to win it. I can't okay. just find that. I'll just take but, them all the singles. Oh, okay. Every single SEC team.
1: <laughs> well, So do you want to know the top Interville.
2: four? Do you... is, is number one UConn?
0: No. Uh, no. They are wow. they are tied for second. It's
1: Purdue probably.
2: There's frauds. When was the last they lost in the first round last year and they're still the number one? And I yeah. think the year before that too. When was the last Purdue? time a team repeated for national championships, I wonder? Oh, gosh. I thought like that has not happened very often. Is it Florida? Do they repeat? Florida did, yeah. Joe Kim Noah.
1: Yep. Now Horford.
2: Gosh. Mm, wow. So,
0: Purdue, Houston, Yukon, <laughs> Arizona. Then you got your SEC teams quite a bit, actually. Kentucky, Auburn, North Carolina, Tennessee. North is not one, but I was just saying three of the next four were SEC teams uh so
2: yeah dang vegas not believing in tennessee in march that's well, probably smart but plus <laughs> well, 1600 zach you want to take <laughs> that ticket i might take it i already have and... I, I took a i took at the beginning of the season uh tennessee to win the sec so got that cooking still future oh yeah i have that
1: too let's go <laughs> let's go I forgot about that
0: they don't only have the sec on here i was wondering how your odds are looking but they don't have it to where you can bet it maybe because there's games on possibly right now so we'll see probably you could bet tennessee to make the final four at plus 400 seems like those odds should be a little bit longer than that when's the last time ut has made it to the final four Zaccaroni. never okay very <laughs> good Sounds so never. defeated you sounded <laughs> so defeated in it so never. never
2: made it to the final four. yeah this is the year maybe who knows Love it, Could love be. the confidence. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, all right. Um, so, I don't know yeah. if we
0: should really go over like NFL coaches. Like we've kind of like wrapped it up a little
1: bit in some. Coach yeah, I was going to say. You, did you
0: have anything else you wanted to add? There's not really been a whole lot of updates.
1: No, I mean I feel like come Friday morning, one of these jobs might be filled. Um, I know some teams are trying to be patient and wait for Brian Johnson. From the lions but i do believe he is going to end up at washington it's pretty much like a lock so that's really the only i I have no clue what the panthers are going to do or the falcons or the seahawks i haven't really seen anybody linked to the seahawks to this point yeah yeah so head coach random
0: yeah head coaches left that we've mentioned kind of already Vrabel, bill belichick and pete carroll so, so like surprised. Yeah, to kind of see those, I don't think Pete you know. Carroll's
1: gonna go anywhere.
0: He talked about being interested, but I could see him not. But well, I just wanted to throw that out there that he's still an option. So but we got some NFL playoffs uh we're super excited about. Are we ready to dive in, everybody?
1: Yes. Let is let's talk about what could potentially just be another boring Super Bowl matchup, right? Hmm. We all see. We all see what we all see. Kind of what might be happening here.
2: Well, apparently there's Zach called it about
1: three weeks ago.
2: Yep, he is inevitable.
1: Yeah. So, here's the thing: as much hate as I give Josh Allen and the Bills, they gave they gave the Chiefs their best punch, and it's not enough. It's just not. Patrick Mahomes is now at 13 career wins in the playoffs. He's 13 and 1 against people not named Tom Brady. Mm. His one loss is Joe Burrow. So, I just like this until until you beat Patrick Mahomes, I just don't I I'll take him with a plus sign once again. I just okay. don't Here's know what here's another <clears throat> I've heard the narrative this week
2: um of well he was like a field goal kick away from losing the game and you know Josh Allen can't affect the field goals or whatever but I think whenever you talk about it like that you're forgetting the fact that how much time there was on the clock and I think you have to ask the question and I think it would be fair if you give Patrick Mahomes the ball with a minute and a half left like like how many times out of 10 is he is he going to get a field goal at least to win the game in that situation
1: just a few years ago, he had 14 seconds against the Bills to yeah. to get his team in position to kick a field goal to tie, and he did it. What do you think he's going to do with over a minute with timeouts left? I mean, that's what I'm. I,
2: I just feel like the odds of him going down and scoring are so high, anyways. Like I feel like as soon as yep. the Bills didn't score a touchdown on that drive, they were. It was. It was kind of cooked. Like, it was over. The game was done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I hope it's okay that I'm mentioning this. Tinsley made a lot of money off the Chiefs last week. He's chomping at the bit. They're at plus 154, probably better odds at other books. And once they go down by three points, smash, smash, smash. Like, he's betting. And just like what – I didn't even watch the game with him, but I literally texted him and was like, oh, you must be betting it right now. They just went down by three against the Bills. And he's like, already did. I already took it. Uh, So I have a quick stat of rooney for you all. Uh, Mahomes' first six seasons as a starter – well, you guys want to i know i know the stat and it okay. makes me sick 2018 reach afc championship 2019 reach afc championship wins the super bowl 2020 reach uh reach the super bowl 2021 reach afc's championship 2022 reach afc's championship ship and won the super bowl 2023 reaches the afc championship We've never seen, even with everybody talking, we've never seen anything like this. And it kind of gets overlooked, I feel like. like The fact that I just gave you that stat and you you didn't know anything else, I would be like, well, who's favored? Everybody would say the Chiefs. yeah, And they're not. They're three and a half point underdogs?
1: Yeah, it opened at three and a half. You know Peyton Manning didn't win 13 playoff games until he was 37 years old? Wow. Like, this
2: guy's a freak it's kind of starting to feel like there was a time when it with Tom Brady and the Patriots, where it was sort of like <clears throat> the regular season doesn't really matter that much. Yep. And games didn't really start mattering until you made the playoffs and got there. And mm-hmm. then when, once you were there, it's like, oh, okay, we're actually playing football now. That's what it kind of feels like the season with the chiefs, where they kind of just mosey through the season. And then they get to this game against the the Bills. All of a sudden, Travis Kelsey has the game of his the season. Mm-hmm. You know, the team actually looks like they like like a Super Bowl winning team. And then so I don't know. I, I remember specifically games where if seasons where I felt like the the Patriots were just kind of sit, sitting around and biding their time and be like, well, yeah, this doesn't matter. It's the playoffs come around. You know,
0: I mentioned the Chiefs being underdogs. Kansas City is 16, four and one against the spread in their last 21 games. As an underdog, with 15 of those being outright wins, so they have won 15 of their 21 games as That's underdogs. That's
1: pretty good. Now, I mean, is it? And I mean, like I said, until you beat the Chiefs and prove that you're better, then I'll ride with Patrick Mahomes with a plus sign next to his name. But this Ravens team is very good. Um, I mean, they've probably have the best resume they've they've looked the most dominant at times this year um i mean i was pretty high up on the 49ers bandwagon and then the ravens went to san francisco and beat them badly so i mean this this ravens team is for real that that defense is like a throwback ravens defense for sure um but i just think that the chiefs are going to make lamar beat them with his arm in a way that he doesn't want to like he likes to pick him apart in the middle of the field and they're not going to let him do that and i don't know it's just it if i have to pick a quarterback to win a game right now i'm picking patrick mahomes
0: yeah um i just want something different like we've talked about how many times has he been in the super bowl so me personally i'm rooting for something different i'm rooting for the ravens i'm rooting for another team which we'll get into here in a minute I just don't know how you, like, bet against Patrick Mahomes. We'll see. I want to see what the public, ha- like, how much is being bet on the Chiefs. We'll see. But you mentioned the 49ers. Yep. And they are also playing a game over the weekend. They are playing the Lions. The Lions are coming to town. And you have some interesting stats about the Lions and some of their struggles a little bit.
1: Yeah, So, so you would think – Playing Detroit, oh, bad weather. We play in the elements. No, they play in a dome, and so do the Vikings, who they've played twice towards the end of the year. And then they have, like, the Cowboys. I mean, they're, they're, the whole end of their season was played indoors. Yeah. And Jared Goff is actually one of, like, I, I should have typed it in here. His stats significantly drop when he plays outside compared to inside. He's just an indoor cat is what he is. Um, and Jared Goff who used to play in the NFC West against the 49ers is Owen5 in his last five games against them. Um, mm. I think I think that's just a stat where it's, it's probably pretty easy to struggle against the 49ers they're one of the better organizations in the whole NFL. Um, both sides of the ball are loaded. I think as much as this lions story is fun, it's fun to root for the underdog. It's fun to root for the the scrappy team that's never done it before. Um, I think you're going to see pretty quickly the flaws of this Lions team, which are defensively, they're pretty bad. They're bad against the run and they're bad against the pass. They've got a pretty good pass rush, um, but the 49ers have an elite offensive line. And I just think you're going to see Christian McCaffrey rush for 100-something yards. Brock Purdy hit Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle over the middle a few times, and we're gonna look up and the score be twenty eight to seven, and we'll go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: You should put that in your final score prediction, like for our bet or something, because mm. those odds pay out pretty good. That sounds like a pretty good score. Uh, right. Last time the lines were in the NFC Championship was in nineteen ninety one. There was four franchises that didn't exist. <laughs> The Jags, the Panthers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Texans. Yep.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: So, <laughs> I mean, I'm ha- they always showed the crowd, and it was so electric there. I kind of wish mm-hmm. I was. The, I'm not a Lions fan, but I wish I was there just to so, like witness that. We could have put that on the stadium tour. You know, went to Detroit for a playoff game, but
1: yeah, I paid six hundred dollars um, a piece of ticket. Yeah, they were probably. they were bad. They were uh, rough. real quick.
0: Yeah, Lions are 8-2 and two against uh, the spread in their last 10 road games. Guess where they're at? On the road. Uh, the Lions are also 17-4 and four against the spread as an underdog of four points or uh, under for Dane Campbell. They are four points and over, so they are a seven-point underdog. Is
1: Yeah, is it still at seven? It's not moved. Yeah, much. it's
0: still at seven. Uh, I just checked it. Um, last thing, 10 of the last 11... Lines games have gone over uh, in the third quarter, so if you th- if you're yeah. at halftime, they're a huge and everybody knows this is not a secret anymore. They're a huge third quarter team. So if you're at sure. halftime and they are down, like Tinsley says, stick around for that third quarter, and then maybe if it's still twenty eight to seven going into the fourth, you can go ahead and turn on your favorite show or movie or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, after all of that being said, do we want to do some predictions?
1: Yeah, I'm down for this for this game. And then for Super Bowl the
0: winner. game and then, yeah, Super Bowl prediction and the, and the winner.
1: So who's going to be um, in the Super
0: Bowl? And then the winner, tens. Go ahead and, and kick this, And this
1: can change because after this game, we still have two weeks before the game. So uh, this is not trademarked. I cannot be sued for it being wrong. Uh, but I'm going to go 49ers, Chiefs. And I'm going to take the 49ers to win this one in the super bowl i think the 49ers gonna win it all i think the chiefs are a little bit flawed compared to the last last few years um so that's that's my prediction but for a for a parlay this weekend i would take the over in the lions 49ers game and chiefs money line mm. that's free that that one was free
0: didn't have to pay for that nope So if I do get a bet going, I'm going to parlay Chiefs and Lions to be in the Super Bowl. Double underdog, baby. Double underdog. Now, what my prediction and what I would want to see is the Ravens versus the Lions with the Lions. They have gone through so many struggles. They're a fun team to watch. Look at Zach. They Zach.
1: They played each other this year. It was bad. They've gone
0: against all odds. Give me the Lions or give me death. Actually, I'm just kidding. I
1: choose death.
0: (laughs) All right, Zach. You you gave me a thumbs down. You're just going to chalk it up. Chiefs, 49ers. I just think Ravens,
2: Ravens Lions would be just not very much fun to watch. I I, I imagine that would not. I think Chiefs, 49ers is the matchup that makes for the most intriguing Super Bowl. Yeah, like that. Last year Super Bowl was very intriguing, like for the same way as it feels like. I don't know. I, I think rave. I think Ravens Forty Nine ers would also be a good Super Bowl. There's something about feeling like it's the best two teams in the league going up against each other. You know, some yeah. some years if there's like a big upset or whatever, it sometimes it doesn't feel like that. But I th- I feel like Chiefs Forty Nine ers would feel like these are probably the two best teams on like on paper right now, uh, and this is the most intriguing matchup. So. I think that's where it'll go. I think Chiefs win that one though, so that's my prediction.
0: All right, so we that's got different winners. I like it. Well, should we make a like some type of? We'll get a bet cooking. Uh, we should get some type of for the Super Bowl. Whoever loses has to do something. I don't know. We already got something cooking for the Super Bowl. You guys will have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. We could talk about it now. I don't know what you guys want to do, but. We're excited about that. So I did
2: have a quick before we finish up a quick fact check yeah. from earlier, talking about consecutive national championships in basketball.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: uh, Tens was he was cooking um, since nineteen sixty three. There have only been three teams that have um, that have repeated in one consecutive years. The most recent one is Florida. In fact, in two thousand six and two thousand seven, um, coached by Billy Donovan. What a nice guy. <laughs> uh, before that, the, the most uh the next one was Duke Wait, in 91, oh, 92. Oh, sorry. No nope, um that would be obviously Coach K. Mm-hmm. And then uh there's one more since nineteen sixty three. Uh that would be UCLA.
1: When they not cheated. once,
2: not twice, <laughs> not three times. They they won the national championship. Uh, Seven times in a row Mm. between 1967 and 1973 with Coach John Wooden as the head
1: coach. Seven in a row. Stuff about that. Talk about a cheater. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Wow. How
2: are they cheating? I I genuinely, I need to look into this.
1: I don't remember. I just know. Every time it's ever been brought up, everybody's like, yeah, but he just cheated. And like, he's the starter. Like he... Created recruiting violations. Ah, uh, mm. just seven in a row. Hard to do seven in a row. Jim Harbaugh could never.
2: <laughs> he cheated and didn't win seven in a row. So
1: <laughs> cheating's a lot harder than you think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's a pod. I think that's a pod. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and listening to this episode and, of course, our Messing Around episodes. Um, check everything out on social media. We got some things going. We got some fun things uh, planned for the Super Bowl. We appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. Uh, tell, us, tell your friends, tell your families about the pod, um, and we appreciate you guys.